Good day. This is Rebel, and I am calling in from California. And I'm Alyssa, and I'm calling in from Maine. And you are listening to Rockin' Radio. Radio. <laughs> Whoa. So the last time I was in Maine, it was freezing cold. It was like three degrees with a 20 to 30 degree. (laughs) What's it like out there now? No, it's actually 50 degrees and sunny and beautiful. It's a little crisp, but it's it's nice. Yeah, 50 out there is summer. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I have a t-shirt on right now. (laughs) I think we're only hitting uh, mid-60s today here. Oh, God. (laughs) But we got sun. We got sun today. Yesterday we had rain and uh, amazing winds. Amazing winds. (laughs) <laughs> so we got some emails. Yes, we do. People would we get like a lot to of questions. Yeah, people have questions and they want to know stuff about raw food and miscellaneous other good things. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with the someone asked about how you go out to fancy restaurants and weddings and formal sit-down dinners. Okay. Um, so what do you do, Rebel? Starve. When you go out. I just starve. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. Do you no. go out to restaurants or mostly? We we do we eat out a lot. We've got restaurants that are really close to us where we can get some really great salads. We've also got some raw restaurants, which I don't usually go to unless we're out and about and we want to test something. Mm. Although there's one in I think it's Huntington Beach. Um Oh, what is it called? Uh, Terabella or Bella Terra? Terabella, oh, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I've been there. And oh my gosh, she's got the best desserts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, just yeah. outstanding desserts. <laughs> I was there a few months ago. Her desserts are incredible. Oh yeah, that's the that's probably the main reason I'll go to raw restaurants. I have to tell you that most of the raw restaurants, to me, I I don't really like their food that much, but I yeah. love their I love their desserts. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Anyway. It's funny, you know, when I eat out a lot, I, I I like my own food. I like making my own food. And even at the raw restaurants, I'm not crazy about, you know, certain certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it can be difficult for people because, um, you know, if you have a family that's not raw or if you're going to, you know, a dinner or a wedding or something like that, um, it's you know you just got to make it as as easy as as possible. I mean, usually I just order, um, especially at Italian restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get like an entree size meal, uh, an entree size salad. I always ask for, and then you scan the menu and I see if they have pine nuts and portobello mushrooms, and I just ask for anything raw that I can possibly get on it. Yeah, and sometimes you have to explain what that means. Yeah, you do. I never leave it up to the. Um, the waitress, because if you say, I want a raw salad, they don't know. You know, sometimes they'll bring you roasted bell peppers, and, you know, they don't really get it. So I always explain, I want the pine nuts, if as long as they're not roasted, portobello mushrooms, just raw, not grilled or anything. You know, you really have to explain it sometimes. Yeah, and they'll tend to cover it with cheese anyway. Right. Yeah, you want to make sure on a salad to say no croutons, no cheese. I mean, I do tend to get really good salads in Italian restaurants, but you have to train people. You know, you have to train them. You really have to explain everything. And I've had incredible meals made for me, too, at restaurants that once I explain I'm raw, you know, it is wild. I mean, I've had, I've gone into um, restaurants 
in Boston and other areas when we're traveling. And, you know, sometimes a waitress will have a friend who's raw, so they get it. Mm-hmm. And then they can explain it to the chef or, you know, sometimes the chef. I mean, now that raw food is getting more popular, there's a lot of chefs who know how to make more raw food stuff. So yeah, they've had pretty good luck with that. And a lot of times they know how to make vegetarian, so they just don't cook it. Right, right. I mean, I was in a restaurant with um, Dennis in Boston uh, a few weeks ago, and they I explained what I wanted, and the chef made this incredible meal. And he, he made this, like, nut pate with veggies in it and then, like, a pea pod-type salad. It was really good. So, wow. Yeah, I was shocked. It was this really popular Italian restaurant that you would never think you'd get a raw food meal at. So you'd be surprised. It's not as hard as you think. No, and I got lucky one time. We were doing a uh, a concert up in uh, mid middle of California. I can't remember, not San Luis Obispo, around that area. And I called the chef, and I asked him if he could do something for me with raw. And I actually got to speak to him. And yeah. he said, "Oh yeah, if you can call ahead, that's great." Yeah, yeah. he said he had been at Charlie, uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie Trotter, Charlie Trotter's restaurant when he and Roxanne were putting their book together. Oh wow! And so he was really interested in it, but he'd never had a chance to really dabble in it. And uh. we were there for three days. We had dinner there every day, every evening, and he mm-hmm. made the most. Awesome, awesome meals. Two out of three. Oh, that's so cool. We're yeah, just you never know. I mean, raw food is getting more popular. So if you think you can't go out to eat at a regular restaurant, they're not. You know, you think they're not going to know what you're talking about. It's not true. I've had really good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but what what about weddings and bar mitzvahs or things where people expect mm. you to eat? You know, you usually unless it's a buffet. They yeah. expect it's going to be a sit-down meal, and you're like, okay, but I'm not eating what you're making. Yeah, that's a great question because that, that is where it gets a little tricky. But, you know, I just – that's where I think the um, the mental aspect of this comes in because, you know, you go into a wedding – I mean, I know people who have actually not gone to weddings because they're raw, and I think that's so sad because, you know, you don't want to stop living your life because you eat raw food. And, you know, whenever I go to weddings or anything like that, I just don't focus on the food. I don't really tell any, and I talk about raw food constantly. I mean, I'm always <laughs> telling people, even when I go out to dinner, because I think, um, you know, people want to know. I mean, they get, they're excited about what I'm eating or they're curious. Sure. When I'm at a wedding, I really just, you know, I'll eat the salad, I'll um, pick at the vegetables, you know, the, uh, you know, it's really like the garnish usually around the plate. Yeah, right. And I don't really say anything. And if you don't make a big deal out of it, I mean, if you announce to everyone there that you can't eat this and you're pushing things away from your plate, I just don't eat it. I, you know, act like a picky eater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll eat before I go. Um, I'll bring something in my pocketbook, like crackers or something like that, so I'm not starving. Right. Um, You know, and a lot of times, whether it's at a wedding or whether I go out to eat, when I know I'm going to be going out somewhere like that, I'll bring a salad dressing in a little tiny Tupperware container. Mm Mm-hmm. And that way, if I have a salad, you know, I don't care how long you've been raw. I mean, a plain salad isn't going to taste as good. If, you know, if you bring a, a great dressing that you love, it makes it much more enjoyable. Well, salad to me, uh, dressings make the salad to me. Yeah, me too. And although I, I love, like, I'll eat carrots by themselves, I'll eat tomatoes by themselves, uh, but greens are a different thing. Yeah. Certain greens yeah. I can eat by by themselves, like romaine. I like that. But the mm-hmm. rest of them, like the spring mixes and stuff, give me a dressing, and I'm good to go. 
Yeah, and if you have a great dressing you love, and then if you even if you have a avocado with your crackers, you can crumble and sprinkle on top. Then you really feel satisfied, you know. Yeah, you do. Or, you definitely need to do that. Yeah, or if I know I can go somewhere and get a salad, or if I'm at a wedding where I know there's going to be salad stuff, then I'll make a little dessert and keep that in my pocketbook because then later I can, you know, pop the dessert in my mouth and feel satisfied and, you know, it kind of stops the craving. Yeah, just a little piece of fudge or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that worked for years. I say in my book, um, Living on Live Food, that, you know, I just carried my fudge balls around with me for the first couple of years, and I really did. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, then when I started getting cravings and everyone around me was eating pizza and, you know, desserts and all kinds of stuff, I would just pop a couple fudge balls and it would take that edge off. Yeah. Now, some people have learned that they have to eat all the food on their plate, which is, in one mm-hmm. re- one case, why we have such an obese society. Yeah. One of the things I have learned to do, because since being married, we, we were going out a lot and I was eating way overeating, so I'd put on some extra poundage. And what I found for me is... Take half of it home. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you get it, take the box, put half of it into the box so you don't even see it. Yeah. And then eat that. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And even, you you know, you can leave a few bites on the plate, too. I mean, once you're you're full and satisfied, stop eating. Right. My husband's really good at this. Yeah. Well, men are usually better. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely better. Yeah, he's definitely better. I mean, he'll he'll sit there and with like half of half of the food on the plate and he doesn't even want it the next day. Yeah. And he's... men are much better like that. To me, it was always, you know, with cooked food, it was like if I have, you know, one cookie, it's either the whole bag or nothing. I mean, what is one cookie? What is that? <laughs> I don't even know what that means, you know. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the thing with raw food. I mean, that's when it becomes not about the food anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when it becomes, okay, why am I here? I'm here to enjoy these people and enjoy their company. I mean, I, you know, somebody else, actually, I think there was somebody who asked, um, let's see, oh, maybe some folks need permission to right. buy the plate of food put in front of them. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the thing. I mean, people, you know, when I used to go out to eat and I'd have, I'd be eating my raw food or I'd have just a salad and, you know, it pushes people's buttons, you know, and Mm -hmm. they, you know, people would start to, um, you know, if it was, if I were at a big dinner party or something and they didn't know me, they would start quizzing me and asking me. And, you know, I would talk a lot about raw food, but then if, if somebody gets hostile towards me about it, I just always say, listen, I, you know, this is what I'm eating this is what I want to eat. I'm not even looking at your plate of food. I don't care what you want to eat. Eat whatever you want and what makes you happy. I'm here to enjoy your company. Yeah, I you know. know I'm, I'm here to have a good time with you. I'm here to, you know. Yeah, it's enjoy not about the, night. the food. Yeah, it's not about, don't worry about what I'm eating. You know, I'm fine. Let's not even, let's agree to not even talk about what I'm eating tonight. You know, I want to just be here with you and enjoy the company and have a good time. I, I have a friend who's in her mid 80s and she's always been known as eccentric. I've known her for 21 years now and when I she she at times has been raw totally raw and one of her sayings is I really don't care if you eat cut glass <laughs> yeah you know, she doesn't care you know, we don't care what everybody else eats but for some reason they have to feel like right and, and I think that's when it pushes other people's buttons that's what happens. You know, they want to quiz you or make you wrong or, you know, pushes their buttons that maybe they're not, they know, people know when they're not eating well, you yeah. know, they're not oblivious to it, but they want to confront you because it's pushing their buttons, why they're not eating certain things or why they're not making the best choices. 
So that's why I never, I mean, I talk about raw food constantly. And if somebody asks me and they're really wanting to know, you know, honestly, oh, why do you eat that way? What are you eating? Oh, that looks interesting. But when somebody gets confrontational or, Mm -hmm. you know, starts quizzing me about it and, you know, wants to debate why I'm eating, I just never fall into that trap. I just smile and say, you know, I'm so happy that you are happy with the choices you're making right now about what to eat and how to feed your body and how to nourish yourself. And I'm really trying to get in tune with, you know, the way what I need and what my body needs. And, you know, that's why I'm eating this. I, I really feel good eating what I'm eating. So let's not even discuss it anymore. You know, really eat what you want. I'm glad you're happy with your choices. And, you know, it doesn't bother me that you're eating. You're better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> I, I, I just look at him and said, how is this your business? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you're talking to, I guess. <laughs> if it's a family member or a stranger. <laughs> I, I even say it's a family member. How yeah. is this your business? You know, if they're confrontational, if they're that, like you say, you know, I'm willing to give information and say, because that's what happened. And you know they really want to know. Exactly. This happened yeah. at uh, a dinner after my mother's funeral. We went to a restaurant and that's one thing that, that came up with my relatives, like, how I ate and that they were overeating and I mean they were fat and these were relatives and neighbors who I'd known well (laughs) relatives I guess I've known all my life Mm. Um, and and they were really way overweight and they were asking about my food program and it was fun to talk with them yeah you know even though they said well I could never do that I said well that's up to you you know you can if you want to if you don't you know modify it somehow yeah yeah And uh, so I think we'll be back in a moment. Great. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. This is Alyssa Cohen, and you can visit my website at alyssacohen.com. You can also go to rawfoodtalk.com for tons of information and recipes on the raw food diet. And if you don't have my book, Living on Live Food, and my DVD, Living on Live Food, which is three and a half hours long, you there's tons of recipes in there and a wealth of information, and you can order that at alyssacohen.com as well. Well, cool. Now, at uh, rawfoodtalk.com, you'll find this, actually, this uh, program will be located there as well as on Alyssa's site. Yep. And also on a couple of my sites. Yep. So I'm Rebel, and uh, as as Alyssa said, welcome back to rockinradio.com. So what are we going to talk about now? Let's talk about people who think they need to count calories and count <laughs> fats. And, you, know, you know what's funny to me is when did protein become a food group? 
I know. I always think that. Why do people say, well, where do you get your protein? Why aren't people saying, where do you get your carbs? Where do you get your fats? What's the difference? Or where do you get your nutrients when you're eating cooked? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird topic to me. I mean, the whole protein thing, especially, you know, especially as you know, Revel, on Raw Food Talk, people are always um, asking, you know, I'm at a weight loss plateau. I want to, uh, you know, should I cut down on nuts and how many calories I'm eating? And they're entering their um, calories for the day into fit day and seeing how much fat's in there. And you, as you know, that's one of my pet peeves. And you, they obviously have not read your book or they've, they've missed the part where you talked about how you fed your friend. Right. And more food than she could even handle and she still uh, eliminated weight. I hate to say the word loss because right. or lose weight because when you lose things, people tend to go and look for them. <laughs> that's good. I've never heard that before. I like that. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how did you say it? Not lost weight, but... Yeah, you don't lose weight, because when you lose weight, you te- or lose anything, you tend to go and look for it, so why not eliminate it? Eliminate. All right, that's good. Eliminate or transform. All right, that's a good... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, you know, it's. I think what happens is people try to do raw uh, based on the medical model, and it just doesn't work. Right. It's just not going to work. I mean... You take raw, you know, which is strict enough in many ways. I mean, you're not eating cooked food. That's a huge change for most people, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you're starting to cut out nuts and avocados and all, you know, every kind of fat. And you're trying to live on, you know, just fruits and greens. And it's so restricted. What happens is people eventually fall off the diet and, you know, they end up going out for their cooked food meals that they you know, they previously ate. So what was better, that they have a couple of raw food dishes with nuts in it? Yeah, and then they talk about how they fell off the wagon big time. Yeah. And I'm like, you were never on a wagon. (laughs) You make, you make, why complicate something that's so simple? Right. And I have to tell you from experience, after working with thousands and thousands of people for many, many years, I just know it doesn't work. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be fruitarian or, you know, do natural hygiene or, you know, be really regimented with your diet. And it's different, you know, if you have an illness or a disease you're trying to heal, I mean, that's different. But, you know, I've seen people be able to to eat that way for, and I've done it for, you know, six months, a year. I mean, that's fine. But when you are planning to live your life like this, and, you know, when people say, well, why do you fall off raw food? You know, why do people fall off raw food? And, you know, I can't stay on this diet. That's usually why, because you just, people go on the diet, and then it's a funny thing with raw food. People tend to get more and more strict mm-hmm. and yeah, more really. and more regimented. Yeah, exactly. They go from one extreme all the way to another extreme yeah. and never find the middle. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird thing that happens to people's brains on raw food. I see it all the time. Yeah, I'm not eating enough raw, or I'm not. I'm eating too much fat. the The thing for me that I see is calling it a diet because now in people's heads, the word diet means only to lose weight. Right, and the word diet means to me, you know, something you do for a certain amount of time to produce a certain effect, and then you can't wait to go off of it. Yeah, see, for me, the word diet, I because I've been around. A little bit longer than you have. (laughs) 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 To me, the word diet means what you eat. It is your food program. Right. But people have changed the meaning now. Yeah, I don't have a negative connotation. Some people don't hate the word diet. I I feel the same way. It's just diet to me is what I eat. Mm -hmm. You know, my daily diet. Yeah, it's your daily food program. Yeah. Now, I used to sell bird feed. I I had a, a 
swap meet business where people would come and buy parakeet food or cockatiel diet and stuff. And I would call it, you know, cockatiel diet, parakeet diet. Mm-hmm. And people would look at it and they'd drop it and they go, oh, I don't want my bird to lose weight. Yeah. And I'd look at them like they were nuts. Yeah. And then I yeah, realized that's... how the word has changed. Yeah, I know. And that word to me, you know, people always try to correct me when I say diet, but I don't know. That doesn't have a weird connotation to me. But, but you know, and I know a lot of people don't do raw food to lose weight, you know, but... Um, Who doesn't? Well, <laughs> some people. I, I would say probably 95% of the people who who do. Yeah, no, most people do, I think. But, you know, there are always people out there who just want to do it for health reasons. Exactly. and and But the thing they don't understand is, and I see a lot of this with just sad eaters, they go mm-hmm. on this diet to lose weight but not to gain health. They think just the loss of weight, which it, oh, it yeah. will assist them in becoming healthier because it's, it's really taken a lot of... Uh, it's putting a lot of pressure on their joints and on their heart and stuff. But in and of itself, losing weight is not enough. And that's why these diets are not working for people. Whereas raw food, you're not only eliminating excess flesh, Mm -hmm. but you're also building up your, your whole system, your whole constitution. Your immune system. Yep. Yeah, you know, and one thing, I mean, I always tell people they can lose weight eating donuts three times a day. If they, I mean, they can eat a donut for breakfast, a donut for lunch, and a donut for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, you could still lose weight. I mean, there's a million different ways to lose weight, but like you said, it's, you know, you're not going to be, it doesn't mean you're going to be healthy. No. And I, you know, I, I, we've all seen people who are on a diet and they've lost weight, but they look sickly. Right. And that's the thing with the raw food diet. I mean, when you do this diet, you glow. Exactly. And, you know, one of, I know you've seen this on Raw Food Talk. I mean, there are people who, I don't know what happens to people's brains when they go raw. It's like they don't, it, they lose all touch with reality. They've been eating cooked food, but really, it's just constant, like, especially on the board. They, they, are, they eat cooked food, you know, for 40, 50, 60 years, okay? And then they go raw for three or four weeks, and they get on the board, and they say, you know, I don't know what's going on. I've lost 15 pounds. My eczema has cleared up. I don't have headaches anymore. My diabetes is gone. But, you know, I thought I was supposed to lose like 30 pounds. I just don't think I'm losing enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, all right, did I just read that correctly? Or they say, you know, I've lost two pounds, but they've healed all these other illnesses. And I think, oh, my God, you know, yeah. it's been a month. I mean, come but, on. But look where their focus is. Yeah, what you focus exactly. on expands. And absolutely. you keep focusing on fat, what are you going to get? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because you and I are both on the same wavelength about that. I mean, what you focus, you know, where you put your focus grows. What you put your focus on grows, what you starve dies. And, you know, when you're, yeah, when that's your total focus, when you're not in touch with the other parts of, of your, you know, your body and your life and that's your sole focus. That's what your subconscious is going to hear constantly. You know, your subconscious doesn't hear negatives. It only hears the words. So even when you're saying to yourself, uh, you know how people say, I'm not going to eat that piece of chocolate cake. I'm not going to have that chocolate cake. <laughs> I go, right. oh, my God, I'm not definitely not going to eat that chocolate cake. Your subconscious is hearing chocolate cake, chocolate cake, chocolate cake. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, people are putting their focus way too much on, you know, on the, the fat and cutting down on the nuts and they, you know, really getting obsessive about it. Yeah, uh, well, what I, I've found that people need to complicate their lives for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that's about. I mean, like, 
you could take something simple like an exercise called Qigong. Mm-hmm. And it is so simple, people look at it and go, well, what is that going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Or something like eating raw foods. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes when something's easy, people <laughs> think it's, it's too easy. And that's really, that is, I, I, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I think that is what happens. You know, I've often wondered, why do people make this diet so hard? It's, so, it's such an easy diet to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny. People, people will just really try to make it so much more complicated with the recipes or, you know, being restricted with certain things they can't eat or trying to figure out, you know, counting the calories and fat grams and proteins and carbs while they're doing the diet. I mean, raw food is the simplest, easiest way to eat. Yeah, but look at look at this though. It's also a macrocosm of the micro um, microcosm, meaning a small piece of the macrocosm, which is a large piece of their life. Yes. And if you and, look uh, across the board, you'll see yeah. that's how they live the rest of their life as well. Right, and that you know, I am really into having a rich, full life. And I think you know when I see people so focused on this, like this is one exactly. It's one part of your life. It's what you eat. You know, don't put the focus, all of the focus, on that. Have a rich, full life, and you'll naturally want to feed your body healthy, nourishing foods. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, this is how they they do the rest of their lives as well. Yeah, they complicate their lives. If they've got a good relationship going, what they have to do is do something to screw it up. Oh yeah, yeah, and sabotage it, which is what they're doing with raw. Right, right. So they'll they'll do like if they've got a job that's going really well, what they'll do is create some kind of uh, tension, or it's between a coworker or their boss or something like that. They cannot enjoy the good. Right. So there's a lot more. You know, uh, Elaine says, and you've said it's it's not just about the food. Right. I totally agree. And it's about I, I, their mindset. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, that's why in the classes in the five-day training, um, who, you know, Lane, my co-teacher, who you just mentioned, um, does a lot of, we don't call it personal growth, but she works with people. You know, two days is about the food. People think they're coming just to make food, and then their whole world is completely blown apart, and their lives are don't changed when they leave, and they're in shock. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not just about the food. I cannot have somebody come to my training for five days and just make food. I mean, you can get that anywhere. You know, you can get that in a book or DVD. I mean, it's great to see the food up close. I mean, that's, you know, a big part of the training. But, it, yeah, it's so much about the mindset. I mean, where do you want to, how do you want your life to be? Exactly, and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. This is Revel Revity, and we are back with 
Rockin' Radio. Alyssa's on uh, the main, the East Coast. I'm on the Left Coast. And uh, you can find out more about me by going to revel.com. That's R-E-2-V's as in victory, E-L-L.com. I'm also on uh, celebratingyourpotential.com. You can email me at... Let me see, which one's the easiest? <laughs> Dancing Dragon at Mac.com. That's the easiest to spell. Dancing Dragon, one word, at Mac.com. And I also have a couple books out. One I've got out called Smoothies and Smoothies for Life. Right now, it's pretty much open to everybody who wants it. We're going to also make one for teenagers and one for the elderly, but it's it's like anybody can drink these things, and you can just surrender to the blender. Uh, <laughs> the other one I have out is a playbook called Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days. Uh, quite a few people on rawfoodtalk.com have been using it and finding out what a difference it makes. I'm also going to make another of those for teens, especially um, my last radio show, I was discussing teens and suicide, and we were talking about on that about how food affects mood. And just before we went on break, we were talking about how uh, Alyssa and I were talking about how the how the mindset needs to change. And for me, it's it's a cycle, Alyssa. It's it's like. Eating raw food makes a difference for me mentally and emotionally as well as physically. I get clearer. I get, I get. I find myself less angry, less frustrated. And yet, on the other hand, what were we saying? We were saying how people also need to consciously make changes. Yeah. You know, for, I, I always tell people, Revel, that, you know, when people struggle with doing raw food or they go off and on, they know, though, like you're saying, that they feel better when they're on raw food, mm-hmm. you know, mentally and emotionally and physically. I always think of it as, um, you know, I, I usually do this hand. You know, you can't see me because I'm on the radio. But, <laughs> um, you know, you're at a certain level, okay? And all of a sudden you start eating raw food. Mm-hmm. And your vibration starts rising because you're actually putting, um, you know, whole living food full of enzymes and um, nutrients nutrients and um, you know this incredible amount of energy in your body and your vibration starts to raise and as that happens you know we start to feel better and we start to feel more whatever you want to call it enlightened and more clear it's almost like I explain it as you know somebody um, is taking the lifting the veil from your eyes like you start to just see the world a different way things become clearer you don't as you know, depression starts to lift and the fog starts to um, starts to raise, and you start to resonate at a different vibration. But what happens is that when other things in your life aren't working, you know, when you're when you were um, at before this started happening, and you have things going on in your life like a job or uh, relationships that aren't working for you, you don't feel it as deeply always. And it's not until you start to feel better and your vibration starts to lift and you begin to see clearer and you become more sensitive in your body that all of a sudden these things are even more irritating to you. You know, they start to rub you a different way. They start to become more highlighted. So what happens is that I think when people fall off the diet, 
it's because something's got to give. Either you've got to get, you, you've got to lower your vibration so that you don't feel as much. That's why I think people, you know, the expression of like stuffing food mm-hmm. into your mouth so that it brings you back down. You know, you're stuffing yourself. People numb themselves out with, you know, whether it's drugs or alcohol or food. And they it's use like food you, as a drug. Yeah, you use food as a drug. People, you know, people use food um, like that all the time and they numb themselves to what's not working in their life. And, you know, you can't really do that with raw food. Even if you're eating a lot of it, it's not going to numb you out because the vibration of the food is so high and so clear. And, you know, one th- something's got to give. Either you've got to start numbing yourself to your life with cooked food, and that's why people all of a sudden will fall off. It's too painful. You start to feel things. for the first. Some people start to feel things for the first time in their life after going raw. Right. Or if you want to continue doing raw, if you want to keep continuing to vibrate at that incredible, you know, with that incredible energy, then, you know, people will leave their relationships or um, leave their jobs. And, you know, you can see clearly for the first time in your life. That's why I always say to people, you don't have to change your life to do raw food, but raw food will change your life. That's a good point, and that's yeah. part of what I do with people. I, I know you know I do teleclasses and yeah. workshops, and I do also private coaching and counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when somebody needs somebody to assist them. Absolutely. Because they don't know what's going on. They don't know how to handle what's going on. They've hit an upper limit of feeling. And all these things that they have pushed down are starting to come up, and it scares them. Definitely. And if they had somebody who could help them get into and through these feelings, like we did did a uh, four-week teleseminar not too long ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm doing a lot of throat clearing here today. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, We're talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, talking and not drinking here. Yeah. Uh, what happened was each person came and they each had something going on. And one of them in particular had said, and I, I'd written this down on Raw Food Talk, about how she was having, her life was good, but she was having difficulties with one coworker, And so we did a little mastermind group about what she could do to to deal with that. And I was sitting there listening. And then all of a sudden it said, I heard, like I was downloaded, it said, don't do anything. Mm. So I told her, I said, here's a, here's a suggestion. When you go in, don't plan on doing any of these things we've mentioned. Just go in as you usually do and see what happens. Mm. And what happened was the coworker disappeared, basically. Mm. I mean, well, I don't even know exactly what happened with her. She wasn't yeah. there that day, and as far as I know, nothing has come of this whole situation. It's, it was like, as one person said, she was deleted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you get email, and you don't like what it says, you delete it. And that's the yeah. thing people need to learn to do in their lives. Yeah. You got something going on, delete it. Yeah. Well, and I think people, um, you know, like we, we talked about, you know, that's why people fall off the raw food diet sometimes because they can see clearly and feel, feel for the first time in their lives. Um, and it's not always a matter of, uh, you know, some people think, oh, I'm going to have to, like, process out every single, you know, bit of my past and go into every single issue. And sometimes I don't think that you do have to do that. I mean, sometimes you have to, you know, go into those old feelings or go into the past, but a lot of times we're just so hooked into telling our story. Yeah. You know, and it's about moving forward and focusing what you want in life. I mean, it's hard, too, for people to give up something when they don't have something to replace it. That's true. 
You know, so figure out what it is you want in your life. Figure out what is good in your life. Figure out what, you know, what your passion is. I mean, are you an artist? Do you like to write? Do you like to help people? Um, you know, whatever it is. And focus on that because, like you said before, Revel, you know, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Right, and one of the things people start, they're hearing this and they're saying, oh, well, I really don't want to have to deal with my past. Well, your past is past. Right. There may be some things that will come up, and you know what? They're coming up anyway, but you're just not dealing with them. Right, right. Now you're getting to deal with them on a, on a higher level of yep. vibration, as, as Alyssa's been saying. But the other thing is, too, okay, I just blanked out on what that was. The other thing is, too, that, oh, when you start feeling more, don't think it's all just going to be feeling all the bad stuff. Oh, no. It's going to be balanced out by the good. Oh, absolutely. You're going to be feeling food. more good. Oh, yeah. And oh, that and scares people, food. too, though. That scares people, too. How much good can you allow yourself to have is the question. Right. Right. And that's why you see people, you know, sometimes people say, oh, people who eat raw food are naturally happy. They just seem happier. But that's the thing, you're feeling, like you just said, you're feeling everything more. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're numbing yourself with cooked food, it's not that you're not just feeling the bad things. Like you said, you're not feeling the good things. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're not feeling the joy and the love and the peace and the harmony and the balance in your life. You know, you're numbing yourself. So when you eat raw, it can it can be an incredible experience. It can be overwhelming for people because they're feeling joy and love, you know, to other people and for the things in their life for the first time in And their for life. themselves. Yeah. But yeah. Here, here's something I want to bring in, because we had talked about how people do raw as they did sad. Mm. But there's something else they also do, yeah. and that's they bring in their emotional garbage mm-hmm. into the raw lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can explain that. It just came to me really weirdly mm-hmm. that all the drama they create in their life, they mm-hmm. bring it into raw as well. You see it on the boards all the time. Well, I think, I'm not sure if this is what you're talking about, but um, I know you're talking about emotional stuff, but I think with with the physical stuff, too, you know, people think they're going to all the sun, like even if, you know, when people have eating disorders, um, I think this ties into what you're saying, when they have like anorexia or bulimia or they have binge eating, and they think they're not going to do that with raw food, (laughs) then it's, you know, you have to change the emotional part of it. It's not just about the food. Exactly. You know, and, and the thing is, I think raw food can help those issues because you start feeding your body the nutrients. You feel nourished, I mean, on a physical level. And also, you begin to think clearer so you can, you know, you don't have depression and you don't feel sad anymore. So you have to, you know, binge eat or, I mean, whatever that is. But mm-hmm. So I think that can help, but then you also have to deal with the issues as well. Yeah, yeah. Why, what are you not taking care of that you're, you need to stuff yourself? Right. And, you know, what What are you not getting that you need to stuff yourself and toss it? Right, right. Absolutely. And And so, well, looks like we're just about out of time. Oh. <laughs> that went by really fast, didn't I it? I know. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen next week, but we'll be back. We'll be back. And be this is Revel, my contact number, Dancing Dragon at, or my email address, dancingdragon at mac.com. Or you can write us at, uh, what is it, spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. Yep. So you got 20 seconds to say what you got to say, Alyssa. Okay. And uh, this is Alyssa. You can, you can email me at Alyssa at AlyssaCohen.com. And go to my website, AlyssaCohen.com and rawfoodtalk.com. And until we meet again, 
always, play with your food. <laughs> Bye for Thank now. You.